Good morning, Wet Shavers, coffee lovers, and podcast listeners everywhere. It's Mark with GeorgeToon.com. It's time for another second cup. So grab a cup of coffee, kick back, relax, put in your earbuds, adjust that speaker volume, and let's talk some wet shaving and a few other things in podcast form. Just to bring you up to speed, Second Cup is a podcast that will give you some additional information that didn't make the Monday morning mailbag deadline. This might be something that is time sensitive. For instance, a sale that could be ending before the next three MB airs, or a piece of late-breaking information that viewers have passed along that is equally time sensitive, or something else regarding the wet shaving world that needs to be broadcast in a timely fashion. And we'll also have some time to chit-chat and discuss some other things like coffee, movies, streaming shows, books, that sort of thing. So thanks for tuning in to Second Cup. And I hope you subscribe to the podcast where you can also find episodes of the Monday Morning Mailbag in podcast form. I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. We'll get the show underway in just a moment. Thanks for joining me. Good morning and welcome to the January 29th, 2024 episode of Second Cup. January coming to a close. <laughs> wow. Where did January go? I mean, it just seems like uh, it was uh, only Christmas uh, not so long ago. And here we're at the end of January and Groundhog Day right around the corner. Hopefully the groundhog will give us some good news about uh, an early spring. As a matter of fact, we have kind of had an early spring weather the past uh, week here in Northeast Ohio. It was in the upper 40s, lower 50s for a while. And uh, yeah, it was, it was rather pleasant. It wasn't too sunny, but the, uh, the weather was a bit milder than what we've been having, which was some, uh, some really <laughs> cold, cold weather. But uh, warming up a little bit, I'm, uh, I'm looking out the window right now, and we've got a sleety kind of snow falling right now, and that's going to be on and off. So come on, groundhog, <laughs> with the early spring. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, so how are you this morning? I hope it's warm and pleasant and comfortable where you're at, and I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. I am I'm enjoying... Uh, Bones Coffee Daring Delight. This is the Indiana Jones coffee. Absolutely wonderful in the Indiana Jones coffee mug. Thanks again to Jamie Horn for the bo- for both of those. Absolutely wonderful. Hang on, one more sip. Mmm, absolutely fantastic. And uh, later on today, I'm going to have to start editing uh, my review of the Mula R89 Razor. I uh, I was able to shoot that review the other day. And I had an absolutely wonderful shave with it. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of inside baseball. Uh, I, I've had probably about four previous shaves with the four or five, I, somewhere in there, with, with the razor. And I have used the uh, Persona Platinum Blade. I've used a Wilkinson Sword Blade. I even used a, um, an AccuThrive Med Prep Blade. Uh, I've used one of those. And uh, all the shaves were good. But I used the included Mula razor blade in the R89, and I used that in the review. And my gosh, did I get an absolutely, absolutely beautiful, beautiful shave. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they did to these razor blades, but uh, in that R89, wow, the, the, the shave was really, really 
really, really good BBS finish. A little inside baseball, <laughs> a little preview. And um, I commented during the review that I think a couple things were at play here. I think that it's a very, very good blade, but I also think that my technique improved uh, over those uh, shaves that I had, uh, over those previous shaves that I had with the R89. And, uh, you know, if you've been wet shaving for a while and you go from razor to razor, uh, you know that when you get a new razor, uh, it may take you a shave or two to really kind of hit the sweet spot with the uh, angle of approach and that sort of thing. And I think that's what was happening with the R89. I think my technique honed in and tuned in to this particular razor. Uh, and uh, combining that with the Mule R89 blade, wow, is a really, really terrific, terrific razor blade. So much so, I want some more. So uh, I went up to the uh, Mula website to check out uh, these blades. Uh, and at uh, the Mula website, and we'll link it below, they sell a 200-pack for $61. Yeah, these are not cheap. <laughs> these are not cheap at all, but a very, very good blade. Now, I went up to Amazon, and I bought uh, a couple of 10-packs, which are $6.79. Uh, so $6.79 for a 10-pack. So I bought a couple of 10-packs. So I got 20 of them on the way for about 14 bucks with the tax. So I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to those. Now, they also have the 200 count for $60. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> I just happened to see it. 200 count. You know what? I might cancel this order and go back in and get the 200 count because uh, I've got a gift card. Uh, and I and and my gift card was for thirty dollars, so I figured, you know what? Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should cancel the uh, the twenty and just get the two hundred and just pay the thirty dollars out of my pocket. Uh, I think I might do that. So uh, <laughs> just so you know, we'll have a link also to that Amazon page. I'm just noticing right now: ten pack, six dollars and seventy nine cents, uh, and two hundred count uh, for sixty dollars. So uh, you save a buck over the Mula website, and if you have Prime you'll get the free shipping. So something to consider, but an absolutely fantastic, fantastic razor blade. Uh, I was very, very impressed by it. So uh, they are stainless blades. I don't know if they're coated or anything like that. Uh, and I'm not, not entirely sure. I'm going to have to get a little more, um, little more detail on it and uh, share that with you down the road. But uh, I'll link to the page so you can get some information on it. Both pages, both for Mula and Amazon. So, uh, yeah, really, really terrific, terrific shave with both the R89 and the Mula razor blade. I'm going to be editing that, uh, well, hopefully in the next day or so and get it posted as soon as I can. But it was a really, really terrific, terrific shave. So my thanks again to uh, Mark Bagwell for sending the R89 to the channel and allowing me to share it with all the viewers out there. Thank you again, Mark, very, very much. All right, uh, tell you what, let's pay a few bills and we'll get the show underway. Well, viewer Tyler Fike wrote us previously about having to wait an entire year to buy a Phoenix Shaving Copper Ascension Twist Adjustable Double Open Comb Razor. He was waiting for them to come back into stock. Uh, when he got that alert that they were back in stock, he went up there and snapped one up because they did sell out very, very quickly. Uh, and he's had a chance to use it, and uh, he passed along uh, the following. Mark, thanks for including me again in today's show. A few things about the show today. My Copper Ascension that I got 
came with two buffer rings, a white one and a black one. I know other Ascension razors come with them as well. The other day I was reading the different descriptions on all the Ascension razors, and I noticed in the one for the Ascension Select that Douglas mentioned the two colored buffer rings. He said he believes that the colors indicate tensile strength and left it up to everyone else to make their own opinion. Well, I believe he is right. I put the white buffer ring on my copper ascension when it first arrived, and I noticed that when adjusting the razor to my usual one-quarter turn for pass number one, it seems to have a lot of resistance and didn't turn very smooth. Well, after a few days, I put the black buffer ring on, and it turns smooth as silk, still with some resistance, of course, but much more smooth. So perhaps the white buffer rings are a little more sturdy, for lack of a better word, than the black ones? Certainly seems like it to me. Now on to the burnt orange aluminum ascension. I emailed Phoenix Shaving the other day to find out when they may be back in stock since I sold the one I had to a friend and have been kicking myself ever since, laugh out loud. Fran told me they will be restocked in about a month or two, but in a different color. They haven't decided the color yet. Thought you may find this all interesting. Take care and God bless, Tyler Fike. Tyler, thanks very, very much. I remember when I bought the Ascension Select, and this was the razor that introduced me to all of the Ascension razors. When I got that Ascension Select, I absolutely fell in love with that razor. And I do recall receiving information uh, about the two buffer rings and that there might be a difference in, um, in how they work with the Ascension razor. And I think you might be onto something there. I think that the, uh, the black O-ring uh, is a little, uh, a little more pliable, not as, um, uh, what word did you use, of course, sturdy. Uh, I, think, I think there is a little more softness to the black O-ring uh, so that, uh, yeah, it has a little more give. It's a little more forgiving, so to speak, and smooths out that, that twistability a little bit. I think you might be right about that. Not entirely, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and, and try the black uh, buffer rings. I'm not sure. I think I have a white buffer ring on the Ascension Razor. Uh, and I, I think it works fine for me, to be perfectly honest with you. It's just that I happened to buy a whole boatload of uh, <laughs> white buffer rings. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, uh, I, just happened to, I just happened to buy a boatload of them uh, from eBay. So, uh, you know, I thought maybe uh, I'd have some spares to uh, hand out if anyone needed them. And, of course, uh, I was always fearful of dropping an O-ring down the sink uh, and that's why I'm being extra careful with the, the Sintesi that uh, we talked about, I believe, on today's show, where they have that uh, buffer ring with a little bit of taper that fits into the top of the handle. A really neat design, but it only comes with one of those. So if you lose that down the sink drain or you drop it or it gets swept up and thrown away accidentally, something like that, uh, you know, the regular buffer rings that you have laying around, the white ones, the black ones, they're okay, but they, they, there's a little bit of a tight fit into that counterbore. So I'd like to get some extra O-rings that are tapered for the Sintesi razor. And again, the folks at Goodfellas Smile have yet to email me back 
with an answer, I want to make sure that those O-rings that they sell up there for the, uh, I can't remember the name, the, the, I can't remember the, the name of the razor there, but it's not the Sintesi. It's another razor that starts with, with S, the Stiletto, I think it is, something like that. Anyhow, it's for that aluminum razor, and I have a stainless steel Sintesi, and I want to make sure that those O-rings will fit on my handle, that there isn't a difference in diameter. Uh, I'm thinking they will. I'm hoping they will. I just might go ahead and order some just to see if they don't answer me. So hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll see both of those emails and they'll, they'll send me an answer. But uh, yeah, I, I, I received information about the two O-rings. I think there is something there to it. But uh, I'm using a white O-ring on my uh, Copper Ascension. And um, I, I just happen to have more white O-rings than I do black O-rings. And I think I'm using a black O-ring on the Ascension Select. So you know what? I'm going to switch that around and uh, do another test drive with them and see if there is a difference. Because initially, I thought there was a difference. But the only reason, again, that I'm using a white buffer ring on them is because I have a boatload of white buffer rings. <laughs> I got a lot of them. Uh, so uh, if I drop one, I just grab another one. And I have a limited number uh, of uh, black O-rings. So... Uh, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the uh, the long and short of it there. So Tyler, thanks very very much for um, some great information on the uh, buffer rings. I agree with you. I think there is a slight difference, although, you know, like I say, I'm using the white one and and uh, it seems to work fine for me. But you know what? It's because I haven't used the black one in a long long time. So I'm going to have to plug in the black O ring and um, report back if there is a big big difference there. And I'm thinking. There might be. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. And as far as the uh, burnt orange aluminum ascension, I have one of those. It's an absolutely beautiful color on that razor. And I love the uh, lightweight uh, aluminum feel to it. It still delivers a great, great shave like all the other ascension razors. And I guess we'll have to wait and see what color they'll be introducing uh, in this next aluminum Ascension razor. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a good one, but uh, maybe it'll be a nice blue. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of neat. Okay, Tyler, thanks very much for the update on your Phoenix Shaving Copper Ascension razor, the buffer rings, and also uh, the update on the aluminum Ascension from Phoenix Shaving that uh, will be coming in a month or two in a brand new color. Thanks again. Well, on this morning's Monday Morning Mailbag, we did a deep dive on blade glue courtesy of viewer Al Spencer. And Al gave us a report on various razor blades made around the world and the amount of glue that he found deposited on the blade and wrapper. It was very, very informative. If you haven't seen it, give it a look. Well, we got a bit of a follow-up here uh, from uh, viewer Lindsay Brandon uh, regarding a blade that he was using. Uh, and uh, he wrote, good afternoon, Mark. I tried the new My Blade last night and noticed there was no glue on the blade. I can't remember if you mentioned it on one of your videos. Again, I was excited to share this with you, sir. It was very kind of you to mention me in your last 3MB. Thanks. On a side note, are you going to the Maggards meetup in April? Uh, it was so nice meeting you there last year. Have a great weekend, Mark. Regards, Lindsay Brandon. Hey, Lindsay, it was great meeting you last year at the Maggard Meetup as well. I had a great time up there. And yes, I am uh, planning on attending. 
Uh, the Maggard meetup this year is April 20th, if I recall correctly. Let me double-check that info right now so I'm not uh, talking out of turn. Hang on. Yes, I'm correct. I'm looking at my notes right here. April 20th, 2024. Tickets go on sale on February 1st, 2024. So they go on sale this week. Uh, and the uh, the meetup is going to be uh, April 20th, 2024, from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at 124 South Winter Street, Adrian, Michigan, 49221. And you can get up to the Maggard Razor website and get all the information up there, and they'll be updating it periodically. They just have the uh, the latest information up there right now. So as they write here uh, on the page, further details will be announced soon. So if they uh, add vendors or notable guests or participating restaurants, all that will be updated on that page. So you can check that out. But this is all the preliminary information with the basics, and they'll be updating it uh, in the days and weeks ahead uh, as we uh, get closer to uh, April 20th, which is the date for the uh, Maggard Razor Meetup. And again, tickets go on sale February 1st, 2024, and they are $35. Uh, so get up to that webpage and check out all the de details up there. And uh, as a matter of fact, by the time you get up there, they might have some additional information to share with you. So, uh, Lindsay, thanks very, very much for the reminder on the Maggard Razor Meetup. It was great meeting you there last year and meeting everyone. I really, really enjoyed myself. And it's a rather easy drive for me to make from Northeast Ohio up to Adrian, Michigan. And if you've not been to Adrian, Michigan, it is a really delightful town. I really enjoyed my stay there. And uh, on my way home, I stopped at Culver's with my uh, meal voucher. And I got what I thought was one of the best burgers I've had in a long, long time. Their butter burger. Boy, was that great. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to try them this year or one of the other participating restaurants in, in Adrian, but some uh, really, really good, good restaurants up there that I hope will uh, be participating as they did last year. And uh, really looking forward to it. So thanks again, Lindsay, for the reminder on that. And thanks again for your Blade Report uh, regarding the glue on the My Blades razor blades. Uh, and thanks again to Wally Pankowski for sending these along. Uh, so I have them <laughs> right here in front of the microphone to check out. Thanks again, Wally. I really appreciate that. And thanks to Al Spencer for the uh, deep dive report this morning on blade glue and various razor blades from around the world. If you haven't seen that, uh, check it out this morning's Monday morning mailbag. Just get over to the timestamps and you'll see that. I believe it was in the questions and comments segment this morning. And uh, I also have the information in text on screen so you can read along as I'm reading Al's report. So thanks again, Lindsay. Really do appreciate it. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Wally. And uh, I look forward to seeing everyone at the uh, Maggard Meetup. As soon as those tickets go on sale, I'm grabbing one. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to the Maggard Meetup this year. And again, seeing everyone there. It was an absolutely fantastic time last year. Uh, if you missed it last year, uh, make a point of attending it this year. It really, really was a lot of fun. And one last thing, Maggard Razors has an absolutely fabulous store. It's absolutely wonderful. 
That alone is worth the price of admission. It's just fantastic. It's like being a kid in a candy store. They have so much there. Really, really terrific. All right. Thanks again, gentlemen. Thanks again, Lindsay. Really do appreciate it. Well, at the beginning of the show, we talked about the Phoenix Shaving Copper Ascension Razor, the Ascension Select, and all the great Ascension Razors from Phoenix Shaving. There's another Ascension-type razor that Phoenix Shaving offers. It's part of their Monster Slant series. And Anthony Lauder left the following comment on a review I did of the Phoenix Shaving El Fantasma Open Comb Double Slant Safety Razor in ABS. Uh, And he wrote, Hi, Mark. After three years, I decided to purchase this razor because ever since I saw it, I really wanted it. So it came in the mail today, and after I got home from work, I decided to give it a try when I was watching this video, and boy, I'm glad I did. I used a fresh Supermax Super Platinum blade and lathered up with Sterling Barbershop shaving soap, and I did my usual three-pass shave, and the results blew me away. Yeah, I had my usual problem areas, and I had to go over them several times in order to figure out the right angle, but once I finished and used some brute aftershave and examined the results, I was really surprised and pleased with this little razor. No cuts, no weepers, no signs of irritation at all. Doug and Fran really brought home a gem of a razor for the wet shaving community. I really was expecting to get cut up, but I really love this razor. Best wishes, Anthony Lauder. Yeah, Anthony, these are terrific razors from Phoenix Shaving. They are plastic ABS razors with twist adjustability and a slant open comb configuration to the razor head. Uh, They're lightweight, but uh, they really pack a punch, and they have some solid brass hardware incorporated into the structure of the razor. Uh, Really terrific, well-built, durable little razor that is great for home or travel, camping, that sort of thing. Uh, You can take this and throw it into your dop kit very, very easily. It's not going to add any additional weight, and it's lightweight, and it travels very well, but it delivers a really, really wonderful, wonderful shave. And yeah, it's got twist adjustability, so you could twist it open an eighth of a turn, a quarter of a turn, that sort of thing, and increase the aggression of it if you'd like. Uh, Here's what they have to say about the razor. Uh, on the Phoenix Shaving uh, webpage. Now, there are several other colors available. I have three of them. I have the El Fantasma, which is their glow-in-the-dark. And remember, do not shave in the dark. The glow-in-the-dark is a, is a novelty. And I did a review of this uh, razor about three years ago uh, during the Halloween season. So that was kind of a neat uh, angle to it. I also have the Phantom Blue, which is a really nice deep blue color. I like that one a lot. And Jamie Horn very, very kindly sent the channel the La Creatura, which is a sparkling green color to the razor. They also have the Crimson Ghost. They also offer the El Fantasma Naranja, which is a a neat orange color. And also uh, they have a clear one that they call the filament. So it's clear. So yeah, they got some uh, really neat, uh, really neat color selections up there. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like these razors a lot, but here's what they write uh, regarding the razor. 
Uh, ABS is super strong and impact resistant. This could make it a perfect travel or camping razor. ABS is also heat tolerant and possesses a high tensile strength. It's shock absorbent and lastly, scratch resistant. To sum it up, though light, it's pretty durable and will last generations, especially with the brass hardware we include. We made sure the brass post was the standard 1032 thread so that it can be mixed and matched with your other favorite handles, though I recommend you hang with the whole package before you switch it up. Unlike its metal cousin, El Phantasma requires slight pressure, but very, very slight. As for the presumed learning curve, you should have it mastered by the end of a three-pass shave. A slant need not be about weight, but finesse and angle, grasshopper. <laughs> and here are the instructions for the ABS model. Uh, there are a few things you need to know about this razor, especially if you are new to a classic ABS safety razor model. The dramatically shaped slant cap secures the blade at a precisely calculated cutting angle. This, in conjunction with the slanted open comb, creates a smooth, drawing, Sith-like cut. You will find it both efficient and pleasant as the beard disappears. Tighten the handle snugly for shaving. For closer shaves, you can try loosening the handle by a quarter turn to a maximum of one quarter turn, depending on beard thickness and your own assessment. Note, this is a plastic razor, so never over-tighten as you might a metal razor. To repeat, snug is the way. With this in mind, your slant will last decades. They continue here by saying, shave with a vertical downward motion and don't be surprised if you don't feel much of the smooth cutting action. The slant cut is an automatic result of this time-tested classic design, but you still have to choose the blade that works for your own unique face. That's where the true edge is. As important as the features on this razor may be, the beard is still being cut by the strength and quality of the blade. It is recommended you experiment with different brands of blade till you find the optimal blade for you. Some favorites are Feathers, Titans, Bolzano, Astra, and Voskhod. Yeah, it's a terrific razor. I'm holding the, I'm holding the glow-in-the-dark El Phantasma here in my left hand and my right hand. I've got the Phantom Blue. I got the La Creatura here also <laughs> in my right hand. These are terrific razors. They really are uh, wonderful, wonderful razors, and they really do deliver a close, close shave. I was so surprised because they're so lightweight, but once that blade is in the razor head and you start shaving, uh, it just engages. It's just, an, it's just really, really incredible, and it delivers a beautiful, beautiful, smooth shave. And a Again, it's got that twist adjustability, so you can open it up a little bit and uh, increase the efficiency if you want. And uh, yeah, I usually give it uh, about a, not quite a quarter of a turn, a little bit, maybe a little bit under a quarter of a turn, somewhere in that ballpark uh, for my first pass. And then I uh, give it an ever so slightly, uh, maybe eighth of a turn, sixteenth of a turn, something like that for the second pass. And boy, it's just an efficient razor. Again, great for travel, great for camping. Uh, very, very durable, and uh, as noted on their product page, as long as you don't over-tighten it, uh, this will last a lifetime. These are terrific razors, and uh, because of this reminder from Anthony Lauder, I'm thinking about getting a couple more, at least one more, either the Crimson either the Crimson Ghost or the uh, Naranha, Naranha, 
<laughs> the days of my Spanish <laughs> are uh, are fading away here. Uh, naranja, there it is. I think that's Spanish for orange, as I recall correctly. So either the crimson ghost uh, or the uh, El Fantasma Naranja. Uh, the filament is a filament is a good one too. Uh, that looks that looks great as well. So they're terrific razors, uh, Anthony. I'm so glad to hear that uh, it, it's giving you great great shaves. They are really really wonderful wonderful razors, and they come in at a nice price point about twenty six twenty seven dollars. So if you're up on Phoenix shaving and you're getting something special for yourself or the wet shaver in your life. Get over to those Monster Slant razors and uh, throw one in your cart uh, just to have because, uh, yeah, it's well worth having it. And, again, uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I have this in my dop kit when I run out the door. But it's that good of a razor. Hey, Anthony, again, great to hear that the, that the razor works for you. And thanks for the reminder. I'm going to use mine again on an upcoming shave. Thanks again, Anthony. Really do appreciate it. This observation comes in from viewer Waldemar, uh, and he writes, I've been picking up on a trend with feedback on the Menorah Platinum Blade. It seems that guys who like really, really sharp blades or who have very dense blue beards don't like them. But those who aren't as hairy, like myself, appreciate its mildness and smoothness. Yeah, I guess this is where uh, your mileage may vary kind of comes into play. I really enjoyed the uh, Menorah Platinum Blades that came from South Africa, courtesy of your Dr. Edward de Villiers. Uh, he sent along those platinum blades as well as some of the Boonda Beard uh, shave soap samples, and uh, we've, been, we've been enjoying them uh, on the channel. Really, really terrific, terrific shave soaps. But I really enjoy the Gillette Menorah Platinum Razor Blades. And as noted, they may not be as widely available outside of uh, South Africa. Uh, here in the States uh, and throughout North America, you might not be able to find them as, as easily as you would in the, the South, er South African market. Um, but uh, I've enjoyed my shaves with them. Uh, but yeah, I think that is a very valid observation that if you have a very, very dense um, dense beard, uh, a beard that's a little more challenging, perhaps that blade might not work for you. Uh, certainly, I prefer the platinum-coated blades, chromium-coated blades, Teflon-coated blades. I like coated blades. I like them a lot. I'm not averse to just the stainless steel blades which don't have much of a coating on them, as I understand it. Now, if you understand that a little more than I do, please comment below and let us know what is meant by a stainless steel blade and, say, a platinum blade or a chromium blade. Is there something else at play with these uh, coated blades that are not at play with these stainless steel blades? I find these stainless steel blades to be a bit sharper. Uh, they're smooth, but they're a bit sharper, whereas the Platinum-coated blades are sharp, but there is a, a softness to that sharp edge. I think that comes from the coating, and I think that's what is being addressed here by Waldemar. Perhaps that softness that is on that coated edge is what keeps somebody with a more challenging beard from getting a, a closer shave. Whereas if, you have, uh, if you're fair-skinned, you have a mild beard, as I do, 
the blade works fine and uh, <laughs> it gives you a, a nice close shave. Very, very interesting uh, observation from Waldemar and I wanted to include it in this morning's second cup maybe to uh, stimulate a discussion about this and also maybe to understand the differences between stainless steel blades and coated blades. What's different in the manufacturing process that sets those two blades apart? Uh, I'm really, really interested uh, in learning more about that. So if you happen to know the answers or you know uh, where it is discussed in detail, please comment below, let us know, send along a link, that sort of thing. So Waldemar, thanks very, very much for the comment and the observation. Really, really do appreciate it. About four years ago, I did a review on the Gillette Heritage Razor, an absolutely wonderful razor that was offered on Amazon. Uh, and uh, I happened to get up there and get one of them, and it comes in a really, really nice clamshell case. I got it right here. It just kind of opens up like this, and you've got the razor head, the handle, and some blades in there, and some instructions. And, of course, because it's a clamshell case with a little bit of a spring to it, it, uh, it closes with a snap, just like that. So, uh, again, it's got that spring mechanism in there, so you can just... And uh, a nice size, too. Great for travel if you want to take this, uh, throw it in your dop kit. And, uh, you've, again, you've got a room for uh, the, the handle, the razor head, and, and the blades. And uh, Anthony95 happened to see that review recently, and he wrote the following question. Why did they stop selling the Heritage? Now, that's a good question because uh, I snapped up this one when they were first offered, and uh, I wanted to get uh, a new razor with the uh, Gillette name uh, behind it. And um, then they were sold out, and everyone thought that was the end of the, of the Gillette Heritage razor. And about a year and a half later or so, uh, they were back up on sale on Amazon. And that happened around the, uh, the Christmas holidays, as I recall. Uh, so uh, again, uh, folks went up there and uh, snapped them up, and uh, then they were sold out. And I'm not sure if they came back again after that or not. I, I tend to think they did. However, my point is, is that the Gillette Heritage seems to be one of those razors that uh, you're going to have to keep a lookout for. It just seems to me that it, it came out and there was this uh, marketing scarcity that they, they that kind of followed it around. Like, you better get one now because we're not going to make any more. And they were snapped up right away. And then people thought, well, that's it. They're not making any more. And then a year or so later, they offered some more. And uh, again, people snapped them up because they thought that was going to be the last time Gillette was going to produce a safety razor. Of course, Gillette is producing all these cartridge razors. I guess the thinking was that, gee whiz, you know, they're not going to be making safety razors in this day and age that often. I better buy it now. And, uh, you know, again, it disappeared, was sold out. And then again, I think again that it came back. I think they, I think they had three rounds of the... Uh, Gillette Heritage for sale on Amazon. It, it, to the best of my recollection, at least two that I know of, I think there may have been a third one. But the point is, is that the uh, Gillette Heritage may come back again. Uh, they might have another round of these razors available. 
and uh, you might see them up on Amazon. I would uh, look up there periodically, especially around a holiday, uh, around uh, graduation time, Father's Day, uh, even holidays like Fourth of July, that sort of thing. You never know. And certainly in the in the fall season, when we're ramping up for uh, Christmas, uh, you might want to look uh, up on Amazon and do a search for Gillette Heritage and see if they're see if they're for sale. I just did a search uh, today and uh, <laughs> it's not there. Uh, but um, I think they bring it back every once in a blue moon. That's kind of my gut feeling. Now, if you want a Gillette Heritage. Uh, here's my understanding of it after looking at information online from Sharpologists and other, other forums, or one other form. Uh, my understanding is, is that the handle uh, was made in the United States and the razor head was made in Germany. Now, one individual said that it's an R89 razor head made by Mula. And of course, we talked about the R89 at the beginning of the show, and it very well could be that this is an R89 uh, razor head because Mula does manufacture uh, razors for other uh, uh, razor sellers out there, so to speak. Uh, they uh, they make the Baxter of California razor for for Baxter of California, and they also make the Q Brothers razor, uh, which I have both of. Uh, and uh, I've, I've never really had an R89 until Mark Bagwell sent one to the channel. Now, my feeling is this, is that uh, there's something in the R89 which is different than these other razors out there that are offered. Um, the Q Brothers, the Baxter, and even the uh, Gillette Heritage have a slightly different feel from a, a real R89. That's, that's my feeling. There's something in the geometry of the razor that Mueller is doing to where I don't think it's a 100% true R89 razor head. I could be wrong. It just could be my imagination. But uh, there's definitely something about the R89 that uh, kind of sets it apart from these others. The, the other razors I mentioned are very, very good. And the Gillette Heritage is very, very good. And it's nice to have both the Gillette Heritage and an R89. And I hope to do a comparison, comparison shave of uh, both of those side by side down the road. Now, the, um, the Gillette Heritage I'm holding in my hand here, and I've got the display case for the uh, Mula R89 here. You can hear me opening it up here. There it is like that, and it's in that display tray right there. And I'm looking at them side by side, and the, uh, the Mula uh, R89 has a slightly longer handle. So the uh, Gillette Heritage is a shorter-handled razor. So uh, if, you, if you want to, uh, if you want to get something along the lines of a Heritage razor, and uh, let, me just get, let me get the length on this handle just so you know. Hang on one minute. Yeah, I just wanted to double check. The, the handle is three inches long, and it's about uh, 0.4 inches or one centimeter in diameter, and mildly etched in a design similar to vintage Gillette DEs, perhaps similar to the 1929 Gillette New. Now, I got that information from Sharpologist. He did a really nice deep dive on this razor, and I will link that article below so that you can see it. But... Um, 
that is the overall size of the razor, a three-inch handle. Uh, so uh, all you have to do, really, uh, if you want a Gillette <laughs> Heritage razor, is buy a Mula razor head because these can be uh, found on Amazon. Uh, Mark Bagwell uh, pass along that helpful piece of information to me. You can buy a Mula R89 razor head and just get a three-inch handle, and uh, <laughs> you've pretty much got a Gillette Heritage razor. Uh, or, if you want, uh, just buy an R89, uh, which has a little longer handle than the uh, Gillette Heritage, and you have a fine razor there, too, in the spirit of the uh, Gillette Heritage. Um, that's kind of the way I see it. Uh, there are um, some advantages to getting the Gillette Heritage, one of which is the clamshell case, which is very, very nice to have. Uh, no doubt about it. The uh, presentation case is approximately 3.75 inches wide by 3 inches deep by an inch tall, and it has a leather look, uh, a leather-like look to it. And it's probably made of vinyl, that sort of thing. And it uh, has a nice insert where everything is seated. And it also comes with five platinum blades. And again, you know, you close it up like that. Here, close it up like that. Throw it in your DOP kit. And it's, uh, it's all ready for travel. So uh, it really is a terrific, terrific uh, razor and case. And I do hope they, they offer them offer this razor again on Amazon. I really do hope they offer it again. If they don't, again, all you have to do is buy a Mula R89 razor head and get a, a three-inch stainless steel handle. You can pick those up at uh, just any online uh, uh, wet shaving um, store like uh, Maggard's or West Coast Shaving or uh, Razor Company or Italian Barber and uh, marry the two of those up and uh, in short, you have a Gillette Heritage-like razor. So, um, uh, or you can buy a, an R89 uh, razor and uh, pick up an extra handle. And uh, if you don't want to just look for the razor head, uh, the R89 razor head, just, just buy an R89 uh, razor. And uh, you can always get a, a shorter three-inch handle down the road and just switch that razor head from one handle to the other. You can do that too. But uh, that's my understanding that the, uh, that the Gillette Heritage Razor uh, handles made in the United States. The razor head is made in Germany. Uh, sounds like it's a Mula R89 or very, very close to it. And it comes in a nice clamshell case. And every once in a while, uh, you'll, see that, you'll see this razor offered on Amazon. Look around the holidays. And every once in a while, do a periodic search. Now, if I come across it for sale, I will definitely tweet it out. So follow me on at Georgetune blog uh, on X, which is used to be Twitter. Uh, and uh, if I do come across the uh, Gillette Heritage Razor for sale again on Amazon, I will certainly alert everyone through uh, my X account at Georgetune blog. So thanks again for the question, Anthony95. Really do appreciate it. I hope that information helps you in some way and enables you to make a decision regarding uh, either to wait for a Gillette Heritage razor or to go out and get an R89 razor or to just get an R89 razor head and a three-inch handle. And uh, there you go.
Thanks again, Anthony95. Really do appreciate it. Now, before I get out of here, I'm going to recommend a movie to you. It's from 1939. It's called Gulliver's Travels. And it's a full-length feature animated movie made by Max Fleischer and his brother, Dave Fleischer. Max Fleischer produced it. Dave Fleischer directed it. The Fleischer Studios was a rival animation studios to Disney back in the 1930s and 40s. Now, Fleischer Studios were responsible for all the classic Popeye cartoons of the 1930s and 1940s. They also made some really wonderful cutting-edge uh, animated short subjects uh, using Superman as the main character. These Superman animated movies that are about, oh, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 minutes long. Uh, absolutely fabulous animation. They use some really, really amazing cutting-edge techniques uh, in animation when they produced those movies in the 1940s. And Gulliver's Travels is no exception. They have some wonderful animation in there, terrific music, uh, bright, uplifting songs, uh, and uh, some really just all-around terrific animation. When the movie opens, check out that opening sequence of Gulliver washing ashore after a shipwreck. Uh, <laughs> really, really amazing animation. Now, Max Fleischer uh, is most known for the uh, invention of the rotoscope. Uh, he invented rotoscoping. So rotoscoping is used throughout this movie extensively, and I'm pretty sure it was used on the actual main character of Gulliver. Now, if you don't know what rotoscoping is, it's actually tracing uh, a, uh, an actor on film. So what you're doing is you're capturing frame by frame the actor going through motions and then transferring those drawings to an animated character. And they still use this technique today, although uh, they are using it with digital tools and uh, it's something that Max Fleischer developed, and uh, he developed them. Uh, he developed this technique uh, most famously for his uh, Coco the Clown out of the Inkwell uh, animated cartoons that he did in the uh, the twenties and the thirties. Uh, pretty amazing stuff for the day. But uh, Gulliver's Travels is a really, really entertaining, fun movie from 1939. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, give it a look. It's suitable for the entire family, and I think the kids and the grandkids will absolutely love it. It has some beautiful animation, uh, a wonderful color palette, terrific music, uh, a really engaging story. And, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it the first time I saw it uh, at junior high school. I saw it on a local PBS uh, show where they talked about movies. And I watched it uh, one night, and I thought, wow, who is this guy? What, what is, where did this come from? Because everything was Disney, Disney, Disney. I didn't know about the Fleischer Studios. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing piece of animation. And again, uh, we'll link it below. Just be aware that there are three prints on Amazon Prime. Two of them are very, very good and have been digitally restored uh, you'll see a beautiful color picture and have some wonderful sound with either of those. And the third one is just an old grainy, um, I don't even know why they have it up there. It's old, it's grainy, it's got a lot of uh, dirt on the, uh, on the film print. The, the sound isn't very good. So make sure to avoid that one. 
but uh, search out the, uh, the digitally restored versions that are on Amazon Prime. I will link them below. And if you're someone who likes to buy films for your own personal movie collection, there is a beautiful Blu-ray edition, from what I understand, available on Amazon as well. Beautifully digitally restored, as are all of those great Superman short cartoons that Fleischer Studios did. Check those out as well. We'll talk about those down the road, uh, too, on the Second Cup, because those are something very, very special as well. So, uh, from 1939, Fleischer Studios, Gulliver's Travels. Give it a look. Let me know what you think. And that wraps up another Second Cup. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. I sure hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please share, please subscribe, and pass it along to a fellow wet shaver or friend. My thanks to everyone who commented and contributed to today's show. And I mean this sincerely. Without you, this microphone would be silent. If Second Cup or the Monday Morning Mailbag aren't showing up in your regular podcast feed, please drop me a line at mondaymailbag at gmail.com and we'll try to get it all sorted out. So again, thank you all very much. I look forward to getting together with you again on these podcast airwaves. Until then, enjoy the day, enjoy your shave, and enjoy that second cup. Second cup.